Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And this is Minute 43 of Fright Night. It begins with Peter's refusal to help, and it ends with Peter lost in thought. I don't want to think, I just want to drink, fall into a dream, and never come out. I just want to die for the present time. Wake me up and see if I change my mind. So Amy is pleading with Peter, and he is he immediately refuses. He says Hollywood is beckoning. He's got a leading role in a major film, and he, he just had to had to actually just quit Fright Night to take it. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. And I love that he still rolls his R's with Fright Night. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. Yeah. But uh, so he's, he's still just committed to that character. But he's also being very self-important. He doesn't have time to help teenagers. He's an important actor. And what snaps Peter out of these delusions of grandeur is uh, Amy's offer of money. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's just like immediately, uh, you know, packing and doing different things. And uh, and then he's just like immediately stops what he's doing and looks at her. He says, how much? <laughs> <laughs> and she says fi- she's got a five hundred dollars savings bond. And he immediately says, I'll take it, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I'm not sure how much uh, apartments went for. Back in Iowa, back in uh, 85 or 84, whenever this takes place. But uh, I'm sure $500 would, you know, help put a stop on that whole eviction thing. Uh, Right. I'd stay for a few weeks at least. Yeah. So now we have Peter Vincent, vampire killer, on the case. He says, now how do we cure your friend of this delusion? So, yeah, it's it's during this part of the scene that we see uh, in his bedroom. We see the whole other side of the living area. Big House of Dracula poster, a big a big cross. There are uh, a bunch of mirrors here and there. But, I, you know, I kept looking for cameras or lighting equipment to show up in these mirrors. But they weren't. They weren't there, but they're there just in case there's vampires in this apartment. <laughs> and yeah, right up on right right up above, uh, I think a bureau. I see uh, like a taxidermied bat. Uh, he's just like I don't know. Does he? I just wonder what it's like. Like does is is non-smoking jacket Peter just kind of like look around and say like, oh, this is just relics of my past. I'm not, you know, this for sure. Yeah, there are things that he just like we find out he has a prop he keeps on him in his pocket. Right. That has some importance. I think it just reminds him of his career and that he's an actor. These are things from every, you know, he can probably look at that bat and remember, spend hours thinking back about how wonderful he was in the role. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, uh, it's it's rare. I, I mean, he does get pretty scared later in the movie, you know, so that's when we see some real Peter Vincent coming out. But I did like these quiet moments, uh, you know, before Amy Knox, where we kind of see behind the mask a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just sad. but yeah, it's just being surrounded by all these like relics and these memorabilia. This memorabilia that uh, uh, he's 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 in this character twenty four seven. 
So Ed proposes that they all go give the neighbor a vampire test. And he says you should use the mirror like an orgy of the damned. I love Ed as the fanboy. Like, oh, my God, you don't remember? Like, okay, let me tell you all about orgy of the damned. Like, let me tell you what, <laughs> what you did. Oh, my God, you did this. And so I immediately looked up to see if there's any sort of movie called Orgy of the Damned. <laughs> I found an IMDb. Uh, it might be inspired by a 1965 uh, movie that was written by Ed Wood uh, called Orgy of the Dead. Let me read, ah. read the dis- description here. John and his girlfriend Shirley go in search of a cemetery in order to inspire John for writing his next horror story. After they crash the car, <laughs> they wander into the graveyard and encounter the dancing dead, a full moon spectacle overseen by the ruler of the dark. Before long, the couple is spotted and taken prisoner, tied to stakes and forced to watching the dancing. They await their fate. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I wonder how fast they were driving to crash in the cemetery. <laughs> no idea. There's another one that might be inspired by. I, I, you know, I just typed Orgy of the Damned in the IMDb and see what, what came up. There's a 1973 Italian movie called The Vampire's Night Orgy. Okay. <laughs> Which it says it's a busload of tourists stops in to visit a small European town. What they don't know is that the town is completely inhabited by vampires. Ooh. Which, uh, what is that? 30 days, 30 days of night. Was it? Yeah. 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 Kind of reminds me of that. I'd like to maybe rewatch that. I I don't remember kind about it when I first saw it, but a few few friends of mine, including my brother really liked that movie. So I think I remember liking the comic it was based on, but the movie wasn't really that great. So yeah, no orgy of the damned uh, around the time that this movie was made. However, someone finally made a movie called orgy of the damned in 2010. (laughs) <laughs> really? Yes. Directed by, this is the director's name on IMDb. His name is Creep Creeperson. <laughs> by the way, the, the son is not like son, like son or son and father. It's sin, as in S-I-N. Of course. Creeperson. The tagline, come for the orgy, stay for the blood. And no, I'm not looking up porn movies on IMDb. Just so you <laughs> That was my next question. Uh, yeah. The plot description says, An erotic vampire tale set in a surreal world of pleasure and betrayal. Fosco, a 300-year-old vampire, lives in a beautiful mansion with his wife, Sabina. I'm assuming this is a typo on IMDb. And their son, Dimitri. Their lives are a nonstop lust orgy where anything goes and, and always does. So here are, this, here are uh, Fosco and his wife, Sab- Sabina, <laughs> and their son, Dimitri, but their lives are a nonstop orgy. I wonder how that family dynamic is. Oh, it sounds like a Skinamax movie made by a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Until Fauna, a naive young woman, and her boyfriend Micah show up and turn the ecstasy-driven clan into murderous backstabbers, hell-bent on revenge and power. So, uh, Orgy of the Damn Minute coming soon. <laughs> so ready for this movie. Peter um, is kind of lost in his memories when Ed mentions Orgy of the Damned, and he walks over, you know, close up to the camera, and he picks up a ceramic Dracula statue and says, yes, it was one of my favorite roles. And I wonder if this is like like a souvenir or an award maybe he won for Orgy of the Damned. It, it, it's like this moment of contemplation here. He, like, he immediately like chomped. He's like, yes, I'll take money. And then right now he's like, okay, my life is falling apart. I've lost my job. I've got to face reality. Or... <laughs> 
I can play Peter Vincent one last time here, you know? So I was very interested in this Count Dracula statue, I must say. And uh, boy, was I happy when I found out about it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> if you look really closely, uh, there's another Count Dracula statue that is between the two Saturn Awards on that upper shelf. But this is one that is here, um, like must have been on an on a end table or something. The Count Dracula statue is what's called an Anne Ratcliffe Award. Anne, um, if you look her up, she was a pioneer in gothic literature. Hmm. She wrote a lot of gothic romance. And uh, this award was given by the Count Dracula Society, which was founded in 1962 by Dr. Donald A. Reed and was devoted to, quote, the serious study of horror films in gothic literature. Yes, this is a real award. Uh <laughs> This uh, evolved in the 70s. They changed their name from the Count Dracula Society to the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, which is actually responsible for now the Saturn Awards. So there's kind of a connection there. So these awards weren't given to – aren't given out anymore. Um, But in 1971, Roddy McDowell was given one himself along with – Ray Harryhausen. Um, this was a special award. I'm assuming it was for um, his work in Planet of the Apes. 71 seems around the same right time. There was uh, one given for literature to Ray Bradbury, uh, for film to Roger Corman, and there's one more given for television to KHJ TV Channel 9 in Los Angeles for their television show, Fright Night. Holy shit. Wow. So, Ronnie, in 1971, was accepting an award at the same place that a television show named Fright Night was given an award. Fright Night, I looked it up, was a television horror show that presented low-budget horror and science fiction films from 1970 to 1981. The host for the show was Sinister Seymour, played by the actor Larry Vincent. <laughs> my brain is just like blown out the back of my skull when I'm finding this stuff out. It's got to be that Tom watched this stuff as a kid. It's got to oh, be. Yeah. Sinister Seymour. This has got to be fun, right? I don't know if they did this in like like you know later incarnations like USA Up All Night. And by the way, the this this show was canceled in '81, was revived, and then ended up changing its name. I forget to what it was, what it was changed to, but it was Elvira's show, and it was also uh, syndicated in New York as well. But uh, Sinister Seymour during the movie, which was usually like uh, you know low budget kind of stuff, he would like show up in a small window at the like the bottom right hand of the screen and would like lambaste the people watching for wasting their time watching such <laughs> horrible movies <laughs> like what are you watching this for <laughs> i just love the idea of that Roddy McDowell is accepting an award at the same award show that a tv show called fright night was being uh, awarded just wow I, I found this – you can't really find too much about the Count Dracula Society or the Anne Radcliffe Awards online. Um, but I did find this like marquee that showed the the winners of the evening and like what, what the date was and stuff um, on like a Roddy McDowell fan site. And I just could not believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's some uh, six degrees of <laughs> – McDowell right there, man. <laughs> Can you imagine Roddy McDowell sitting in the audience being like, I am here for the apes, but I don't know what this Fright Night bullshit is that they're giving an award to. <laughs> who's this uh, Who's this Larry Vincent guy? 
it's quite possible that Roddy knew who that was because, by all accounts, he was sort of like the secret keeper of Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everybody says he knew everybody. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he knew Fright Night. But, uh, yeah, I think this is like one of those, you know, local cable shows or whatever, you know, that wasn't exactly very Hollywood, I'm sure, but very much in line with what we're seeing the character Peter Vincent play in this movie. Sure. Anyway, I just dropped that bomb there, and uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think we're good. You got anything else for this minute? I don't. All right, well, let's put a stake in this one. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to FrightNightMinute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. Why are you watching this movie? <laughs> Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, seriously. A hole? Crap. What is this crap you're listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Please stay listening. Bye. He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> you're so.